on this week's bet the process podcast we have rufus's fanboy or uh i don't know which way it is but rufus loves matt david out and he you hear him shill about trying to get a job at deck prism it's a little embarrassing but actually we have matt david out to talk a little bit about how deck prism's doing and how they need more people to trade and then we just get into some super nerdy talk that I try to bring up one level by talking about the Catan, but I'm not able to do it. So with that, let's start the process. Bet, 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 bet the process. Bet, bet. Bet the process. Welcome to the podcast. Bet the process. It's not that typical cookie cutter nonsense. If you came just for picks, you're in the wrong place. Find a talent with the narrative to make a strong case. Instead of blindly assuming a team must be tanking, we're looking for the edge of Massey Peabody rankings. Crunching all the numbers in a simulated system that break down the data analytically driven. Media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic. Welcome to another episode of Rufus Peabody's podcast, where we're joined today by Matt David who um, asked Rufus if he could come on to this podcast because essentially he's looking for um, a new assistant, a new chief of staff, and some regular house help. Wait, I, th- I thought it was because he wanted negative EV college picks. Uh, question, guys, and this is a real question. One household servant, didn't, I think I might have asked you guys this before, one household servant, what is it? Who is it, one household servant? What? I you can pick one household reference. servant. What is that household oh, servant? Oh, oh, oh. oh okay. Like a maid versus a cook versus a chauffeur versus a butler. Nanny. Dude. Not even close. That's nanny. I mean, not even close. Well, so, so nan- nanny's not doesn't really make a lot of sense for me, but no, nanny won't work say, for you. I mean, what if the nanny was a good-looking <laughs> nanny, Rufus? That might make sense. Fair point. Fair point. But then. But what if it was a good-looking cook? It's true. Uh, I would. I kind of feel like nanny is a little. Don't you have a nanny, Matt? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's out. You can't actually say the one that you have. Oh, oh I don't understand. You mean one I don't actually have? I feel like a nanny is not like over the top. That's like something most people have. That I see. Me, I did not understand. Not that most people have. I don't want to act like a privileged prick, which. I probably am, but um, what what I mean is, like what what you know the the like chef seems like or chauffeur or full time maid, right? I would say chef. I, guess, I don't need a full time maid. I don't have enough space, but I can always use good meals, and I eat a lot. I only eat one meal a day, and I like to cook. See, so yeah. chef would be bored. I enjoy cooking, but I don't like also. the I I don't like all the preparation and the How about full time sommelier. So literally, they just somehow have an unlimited amount of wine that they can just pull on anytime you want something new. Now that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, it really would. Uh, is there anything? Nobody I, mean, has I, one I, of those. I think back in the days when I used to drive, chauffeur would have been amazing. When we actually had to drive places, mm-hmm. but like we don't drive places anymore. And I agree with you. Cook is no reason. Like maid would not be full time. Nate maid would not be bad. Like literally, just how dirty are all you? the time. What? How dirty are you? Um, it's a pretty. I mean, you, personal, you do have pretty two, personal two, question, Rufus. Pretty personal question. Does the maid change the kids' diapers? I'm not dirty. Actually, I'm messy. Does not have diapers anymore? Does he? Does it? Charlie does not have diapers. James does not have diapers. Yeah. Not, neither my kids. Well, 
Charlie uses diapers at night still. He sleeps with diapers. I'm sure every one of our, we just have, we now have five listeners. We've lost two of them by this conversation. So Matt, tell us a little why you wanted to join us today. Uh, How is the trading business going? And by trading business, I mean, in-game trading, Deck Prism. Um, Tell us again a little bit about what your company does and how you are revolutionizing sports betting. Well, we're so revolutionizing sports betting that we've gotten, we've made the job of trading so difficult that we need some serious, serious, serious help. Our models right now are so unbelievably good that the level of execution that a trader can possibly provide is so high and we need we need help doing it. Can you explain, explain, wait, wait. explain that to me? Matt, yeah. does it sound, it sounds like, like almost like unabated in the fact that like our simulator where it's like, because, oh, there's so many dials you can not, change. It's right? not about, like, you it's not about, people, you give the, not about you and Cap and Jack's like little play startup that you're doing. This is like big, let the big boys talk. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about the models and why they're so good and, and what you mean by that in terms of trading. So what everybody wants, by everybody, I mean all, you know, 17 of our listeners, I think there's a few more than you think. Everybody wants to be able to bet in a big, fair market. They want to bet on whatever sport they want to, whatever sport they can. All, all of our listeners do. And I, our opinion of Deck Prism and our, our client partners as well, you know, Circa, the Pinnacle in particular, all they want to do is take all of the bets. We want to take the bets. We want to take the bets without a delay. We want to take big bets. We want to take bets with a very fair, small hold. We want to take bets, 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 bets. And if you want to take bets, 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 well, as I know Rufus knows very well, there are some people out there that are very good at placing those bets, 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 bets. And if you don't have every single bit of firepower on the end of taking the bets, 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 well, those people may place in the best that will destroy you. And this is one reason why so many market makers are practically forced, practically forced to limit. The, 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 the betters currently are still a decent bit better than the market makers. Well, one reason for that is like my best example is people are always asking me, I'll be on a call with a prospective client and say, when are you doing live player props? And my answer is, Whenever I can create a product that very few people can beat, when is that? It's going to be a while. Why? Usage is huge. So I'm going to have one trader, basically, even if I have one trader watching a game or one trader, let's say I have one trader per prop. And this trader's entire job is to figure out how many passing yards Patrick Mahomes is going to get in the Monday Night Football game, right? It's a live. 520, prop, right? 520. So what is the biggest thing you need to know to determine how many passing yards Patrick Mahomes will get? Well, I mean, how is the Chiefs offense player? Are they running? Are they passing? What's the usage going to be? And I mean, I, I don't think how many passes he threw, but that's the same. What's the score? Same thing. Exactly. Are they, same are they behind thing. or ahead? But that's, he's saying that all like leads to usage. Rufus. Right. Exactly. I'm saying there's not, and there's not, a, there's not a learner model. There's, it's not possible currently for a computer to, do a better job at determining usage. Have you heard a, of machine learning? Because I think that might be able what? to solve machine learning. That might be I able heard to solve machine learning. Or, so I don't or think machine artificial intelligence, because those solve every problem that's unsolved. I'm not sure if you knew that. All you I, have to you do, know, Matt, is give it. You don't have to do any. All you have to do is just give it the data, and it tells you all the answers. It's incredible. Give it training like, data. Like magic. Training and data. There's mm-hmm. no point. In, all you need is in, training data. 
there's no point having traders because it'll solve everything for you. I, I mean, I've heard it's as easy as plugging in the data hitting go. Rufus often talks about joining uh, player IDs on golfers and mm. acts like that's riveting content. So glad we've touched into machine learning. Now we have three listeners. Bastion. What's that? Now we have three listeners. So we have, yeah, down to three. Yeah, but machine but learning we might have potential chefs listen. This, 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 despite despite our jokes, machine learning cannot even come close to as good as a sharp human being at determining how many passes Patrick Mahomes is going to throw in a game to watch the defenses. Wait, can so, I ask? Let's can, let's take that for a second. Can I press though, you like, on that? Hold on, Jeff. Can I press you on that, Matt? Um, in mm-hmm. the fact that, like, so my like, I would say, okay, challenge accepted. Let me see what variables impact um, what Mahomes is going to do. You know, Mahomes' pass rate relative to you know, or the difference between his pregame expected pass rate and what we actually get. And you know, I'd model it as a function of the score differential and how his, you know, I mean, you could model as a function of score differential, which obviously has a big impact if they're behind. Um, and also, you know, how successful they've been running the ball. You could even have stuff like what kind of boxes is he up against? I mean, if you had, if like, I, I would think a, a model like that would be better than human intuition. I'm not saying it couldn't be supplemented, like augmented mm-hmm. and made better by human intuition, but I, I think I probably didn't pick the most obvious better. example because I certainly agree with you that you could, you, especially Rufus Peabody, could write a model that would do better, especially better than any one human. I would challenge you that you won't do better than a hundred humans or a thousand humans, and Wisdom that's crowds. that's basically the problem. Exactly. But even let's take a running back. So now the now the running back hurts his knee. How much does he hurt his knee? Is he coming back in? Is he not coming back in? I mean, you can go to an extreme with this example to make it more easy. I was, no, I mean, I, I agree. Poorly that. picking an example that I, I, I wanted. To, I wanted to, to get to the the wisdom of the crowds idea much more so than the one computer versus saying, one human. You're you're basically saying that the market, because it's the opinion of many, will always end up beating the model. Not always. There's definitely things that I. But you're can't putting a, you're putting a number up, right? And then people are reacting to that. So that number is not reflective of the market yet, right? Right. Correct. My, he's saying it right. He's he's saying that the betters as a whole will beat it because is that is that, is that what you're saying? I'm saying that too many people will. What I so I'm always concerned about people that I call it taking our money home. I say, I don't, you know, I always tell my traders, I don't care what happens with almost How every many traders do you have now. Um, I want to hear about this 12. taking the money home. So taking the money home. So who takes the money home? Rufus takes the money home. If Rufus, you give Rufus a good bet on something, he wins it. He's taking the money home. He's I'm not, not going to simply. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I mean, my best, my, 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 the best example of this. So, so let's say you're a sports book in Pennsylvania. And you get a customer that, that, that signs up, he deposits $10,000. And the very first day, he makes $50 bet, $50 bet, $50 bet. And then you realize that right on a pick six in the football game, in the, in the Steelers game in Pittsburgh, he picks you up for $6,000. Well, he's clearly past posted you in the stadium, right? And your first reaction might be, oh, no, we can't have a while this better. But what's this better going to do next? 
going to continue to bet. He didn't deposit because he thought he might pick you off the football game. He just happened to be there. He's going to continue to bet, 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 bet. And when eventually he loses his deposit, as obviously almost all players will, where's he going to deposit next? Is he going to deposit at the spot where he might pick you off for $6,000 at Heinz Field when he goes to the game? Or is he going to DraftKings? He's going to play is, where he just got his pass. Can I, can I guess the argument for do. these deposit bonuses, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And the free play. Because it's like these people, you know, let them win a little bit and they'll give it back. You know what's just annoying about these free plays? And I don't know if you guys find this annoying either. But those promotional ones where they're like, if Matt Stafford throws a pass, you win $50. It's like, what's the effing point of that, right? It would I'll be much what the point is. Actually, like, it makes people feel like bet. rather than giving them the money, they feel like they want to bet. And somehow they, they feel like they got one over. Make, the bet, make the bet a little bit something that has a little bit of like, you know, he's going to throw. You're not like the minute he throws. Oh, I won. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so it's like people who make these promotions don't understand the psyche of how to suck someone into sports betting, right? They need to make need it a little so bit. The, you, so your goal in your mind when you're thinking this is how do I – you want to better this betting into a deck prison client. You're thinking how do I get a better that might lose a huge sum of money? How do I get a better that might lose 500000 Which I think is a very smart way, right? Yeah. But the companies that are delivering these promotions, that's not what they're they – don't, they don't – by definition, want to even gamble with the, with the customers. Why? Well, that creates variance. Variance is no good for, for financial reports, no good for shareholders, no good for their stock price. What do they want right now? I mean, how much is DraftKings worth? How much do they make? I mean, they lose money, but they're worth a fortune. Why? Market share. All of these clients want nothing, nothing, nothing but market share. How do you get, how do you get market share? You've got to grab the player that isn't coming on these other things. So this whole notion of what's happening right now and like even if you go back to like this DraftKings, can we talk about this DraftKings world series of of betting or whatever sports betting that was a huge it was a huge failure right or was it was it not a failure did it did i mean i guess it got them a lot of publicity i mean um, was it good publicity i'm not sure about it that it doesn't matter is any publicity bad publicity like yes. publicity, publicity there's right? definitely bad publicity yeah so all right well so you think it was it was net negative for them Yes. Can we explain what happened to people? Um, I don't know all the details. I know that on Friday night they had bets. Some people were getting limited to like a hundred, like a dollar on bets, whereas other people weren't. And I think it had to do with those people's regular account limits actually being in play, um, which they weren't supposed to be. You know, essentially they're staking factors. So if someone was severely limited by a book. Um, in real right. life, as you mentioned, contest, the challenges of building software. The last time we had what's his name on, I, I think people don't realize how hard it is from a market maker point of view, especially from a from with the technology that's available to take the bets. And this is this is why I'm saying how oh bad God, I hate not- this argument. Like, fix the technology. It sounds we're like working on it. We're working on it as we're hard here. as we can. This is this is fix the same the argument technology. John Sheeran made to us like two months ago. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't remember his name though, but like fix the effing technology. I think everybody wants to take the bets. Everybody wants to take the bets. I don't, I mean, what do you mean by everybody? Well, Jason Robbins wants to take the bets. Jason Robbins correctly wants to grab market share. I mean, Jason Robbins is, I mean, in my mind, brilliant. I mean, look, look at this business he's built. He's, I mean, every time some we, we think about what to say from a you know which sports book, which one? What's our example every time? DraftKings, DraftKings, DraftKings. That's the that's the business model. 
Interesting. If they if Jason Robbins asked you if you want to be on the board of DraftKings, would you do it? I don't think I've ever been asked to be on a board of anything, and that seems like a bucket list item. So I think maybe <laughs> if Rufus asked me to be on the board of automated, I'd say yes. I bet he will ask you. He might ask you by the end of this podcast. Yeah, there's a good chance. Why don't you no. call your why, why don't you call your sponsor, Captain Jack, and see if he allows you, and then we can see if we'll let Matt be on it, and I can broker the deal. I get a percentage of his of his equity, though. Do you get a percentage of a board seat, Jeff? Uh, I do not want. I would. I wouldn't mind having a board seat on undebated. I would. I would be. I would be fine with that. I've. I've wanted to be an advisor. You guys, you won't let me to be, but it's fine. I think that's a fantastic idea. Okay, so back to the trading piece, right? So you talk about you guys are so good. So you're. Are you get how? I guess the question is like. Why, why, do, if you think you're good, why do you think you keep getting beaten? And why are we're you not getting beaten? We, that- we win, we're not getting beaten. You're not getting beaten. No, 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 it's just that right now there's, I mean, 110 college basketball games a night. And so, you want to, you want to launch more markets? We're scaling, we're scaling. We need more, more sports. I mean, we're, we're, we do, we, we have full MTS now, so we have every, we have every sport okay, so just, morning, describe- noon, and night. And there's a difference between. Well, Matt, I've, I've seen like, like where you're recording from, I've been there and I've seen, I've, I mean, I've seen you working and I know, I mean, I've seen your work ethic well before this for many, many years. And that's why, like, I mean, and obviously like, I mean, you're the smartest person I know in this industry. So, um, and you're the way, the way you think is like next level, Jeff, I'm not talking to you. Sorry. Um, uh, I was but, pointing at myself in case you, everyone couldn't see. Like, yeah, podcast. But, I, I, but, I, but the thing is, I see like you like I don't know how you do it because you work like like sixteen hours every day. Do you guys know least. that I was number six on Tan's uh, Sports Hall of Fame? That I was going to be the number six Sports Betting Hall of Fame. They just didn't publish me. Yeah, you should I, be I heard, in the Sports Betting Hall bad, of Fame. Bad beat. Bad beat. What's you, guys, you should be in the Actually, Gambling no, Hall of Fame. Actually, you should be in all the Hall of Fames, Jeff. Oh, thanks, guys. Podcast so, for sure. Question, question though. Jeff, if I ever get on the Baseball Writers Association of America, I'm going to vote for you. I did play high school baseball. Um, can we talk a little bit of, did you not, did you guys not see this uh, t- uh, Action Network did a sports yeah, I did. betting hall of fame? Who would be on you guys' sports betting hall of fame? I mean, the number one is Billy Walters, right? What's the criteria? What are we, is, is this no, better or is this? choose who you want to be on your sports betting hall of fame. Wait, it's sports. So it's sports betting. It's not, so that includes booking bets and betting sports betting hall of fame i mean they have coaches yeah. on the nfl hall of fame right i mean any of this so like it could be anything right? i mean it's easy it's easier to pick out the sort of the bookmakers and, and odds makers i mean i think roxy roxborough is clearly first ballot so we were talking about sorry we, uh, we paused for a second we got interrupted by my four-year-old son who decided to, he wanted to come up and visit the podcast because everybody wants to be on the podcast not everyone wants to listen to it, but everybody wants to be on it. So Roxy Roxborough would be on your on yours. I guess we could do a sports betting Hall of Fame draft, right? Wait, why don't we determine the Hall of Fame right now on this podcast? I mean, we have just as much of a right, if not well, I think of, we have more. I would, of a right. I would arguably say we have more of a right. I think we have. I mean, look at who's in, on this podcast right now. I mean, the only reason have, that I have, would have any have, claim we, is because I was on ESPN as one of the first people talking about sports betting. So that's the only reason I would have a claim. We have Blackjack Pioneer. Right. We have Gambling Matt Davidow. Rufus me. is by far the most winning sports better of in golf, right? We'd say that probably. 
I mean, I, I don't know. Losing. Rufus's golf is – I never talked to anybody about golf or Rufus without them telling me how much better Rufus's golf is than the second-best golf. And I have don't you ever I mean, done nobody a golf ever golf said, with him? I <laughs> have not done a golf By the transitive property of – But it sounds like it doesn't work out. I mean, it works out for Jeff. Oh, right. it works out for Jeff and his investors. <laughs> uh, no, present company excluded. Who would be your sports betting Hall of Fame? Top five. Roxy Rocks. Roxy. Why well, should we round table? Let's go. You know, that way I don't have to think of everybody at once. Yeah. And then Matt Metcalf. Matt I mean, Metcalf. I don't think we have a. I mean, he's he's built a book that actually takes all of the bets. The only book that I know in the, I mean, I don't, everyone's trying to take the bets. His actually does it. With, what about like someone like Tony Bloom? Wouldn't she, should hmm. he be on it, right? Well, I mean, just because Matt Metcalf's on it doesn't mean Tony Bloom can't be on it. No, no, I'm just yeah. throwing out names that I would think about. Like, like Ron Sacco. I, see, I'm thinking bookmakers right now mostly, but. Well, Bill, Billy Walters, right? Of course. Would have to be in any sports betting Hall of Fame. But right. wait, is this, here's the thing. The Hall of Fame in most sports, you have to retire before you can be in it, unless you're Bill Parcells, um, in which case you fair retire and that's unretire. Fair, that's so, sort of a so, fair point. Yeah, like I don't know. I think it's hard. Like it, it. Billy Billy retired for a little while. Yeah, I mean, don't you wait? So so he was retired. Is that the same I thing? Mean, are, are you eligible when you're in prison? I mean, it's is this a Pete Rose argument? Pete Rose, sports betting Hall of Fame, also. Yeah, probably. What about what about the uh, the original scalper himself, uh, Lem Baker? No, oh, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's explain I mean, who Lem Baker is to these. People. So Lem, Lem, Lem Baker he pitched is, for the Cleveland Indians, threw a no hitter, was never that great a pitcher. Lem Baker was a uh, scalper, and he he was the first to realize that if somebody called him on the phone from Virginia, he lived in Las Vegas. He was a very uh, charismatic uh, uh, Southern Nevada. And he was the, I don't know, the first, but the, at least the most famous and one that most prosper from the idea that if somebody wanted to place a bet in Virginia, in Las Vegas, and he could give the player in Virginia, say, whatever flat market, I'm doing air quotes here, you know, some flat price that he could then run around, find the best price in Las Vegas, make the bet and collect the difference. And as far as I know, he's the first person to, Actually, now how many people do we know that run some version of that business? They're anywhere and everywhere all over the world. I mean, the, the worldwide sports betting market is currently run by more or less the same concept. And in my mind, Lem Banker invented it. So therefore, that's Lem. Lem Banker is the old one and Matt Metcalf's the young one. Those are my two. Who, who, um, who is the, is there a sports better presently now that you would follow blindly? If they were like, hey, they called you up, Matt, and they were like, hey, Matt, I got a good one for you. Would you just, is there anyone you would follow blindly? I, I have somebody. Matthew David Al. Well, that's actually not true. I can't be anything anymore because I'm I know, but over I mean, here I'm making like, the market. Right, right. So, so you're eligible. You should hear me. You're, you're eligible the subject. for the Hall of Fame because you've retired from betting. So to change the subject slightly, you guys would be shocked at how many conversations I get into where people are like, who do you like? Like, but there's my friends, and I like feel bad. I, 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 I can't win. Why can't I win? Way too big of a market influence. Anything I'm good at, I'm influencing the market from our deck prison product. It's, so, it's like me being it's asked like I'm betting into my own line. On I, Wednesday, I can't right? win. It's hmm? like me being asked about what's good to bet on golf on a Wednesday. Right, exactly. 
And it's like, I don't know, I can't beat this line. And they look at me like I'm nuts. Like, no, I, I really are, can't. What? I could make something up for you, but I can't beat the line. It's funny because I told Rufus earlier that I actually had a few, I had a few you know, college football picks, which, uh, which I do, but they're even already questionable, and they'll be worthless by Thursday. Especially after I bet them when I asked yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say. Tell me what they are. Um, I just want to know if they're the same <laughs> – I just want to see. No, but it's, it's, them, these is- are like very much first world problems that we're dealing with here, guys. I, I feel bad for as you opposed to the private betting that you influence. We Mark should have a third world problem podcast. Yeah, we've uh, talked third, about our third world betting problems, our, our chauffeurs and uh, our problems of not being able to bet into markets that we influence too much. So it's a rough yeah, life. It is a rough life. Okay, so back to this this trading thing. And, and deck prism largely. Um, so here's my pitch. What's that? Here's my pitch. So if you're a winning sports better right now, like you're a good sports better, you're winning, you're making a living, you're by yourself with a group, whatever. If you ever wanted to try the other side, jump on the train. What if you're one of the last three in your survivor pool like I am? Does that qualify me? I mean, Jeff, you're imminently qualified. You're overqualified. That's not true. I'm going to well, put this on my LinkedIn. Can you endorse me for trading? Deck Prism trading <laughs> on LinkedIn? Why not? I okay, don't really so- know how LinkedIn works. I still have this. I, my LinkedIn is some dumb picture that my wife took of me at the district during lunch. And people keep saying, why don't you change it? I'm like, who has time for that? I'm trading 100 college basketball games because we need traders. How, yeah, how much money are they podcast? taking on your in-game college basketball? Right now, not enough. I want to take a lot. But we can't. I mean, what is, get, what's, the, what's the most I can get numbers. down in a college, like at a commercial break or something like that? What can I get down? Currently, some games are like five k on the commercial breaks. The, the, we were is, we were doing we were doing ten and twenty k in the NCAA tournament last year. That's amazing. What about like sure. what about you said some games? What about the the other games? What about like IUPUI playing uh, Fort Wayne? Whatever the Fort Wayne. I mean, you probably the, the not limits, even different, 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 different clients have different limits, but usually we recommend basically as low as possible on IU on the, yeah. the total of IUPUI with eight minutes left of the game is this is the problem. Our 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 models are designed to automate absolutely everything right up to the point a human can do better. And um and you think um, that's near the end of the game or no, 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 at all times. We, we, there's human interaction pre-game and live right into our models. We have Inputs. I mean, you, you've seen our, you've seen the the the, the front end. I've uh, never seen this. UIs. I saw oh, the, no shit. I saw the screen like three years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. We've we've back back no. when you guys were in that office we, in um, Henderson. But we still have. We actually have a new version coming out in like two weeks. So can I ask what like is this giving away too many secrets? But like, what is a trader like? What are, are there? Are they essentially tuning? Um, like, what are these sort of knobs there? They're so the live on? trading. There's there's well there's three jobs. One is to make sure the game state is correct. The data feeds are constantly problematic. And, you know, the entry-level position with us is basically you're making sure the game stays right. And are they? Are you doing that? So hypothetically you, speaking, like, Rufus, I need to land this joke, please. Okay. Hypothetically speaking, if you were a professional trader, a professional better, sports better, who for like an entire golf season had the wrong formula in his Excel that caused you to like realize that you were making the wrong bets for like how many weeks, Rufus? Wait, what's Excel? 
Anyways, okay, so Ruvis is not qualified oh, for the my, quality you know what, my, tr- my trader, basically, when I was on vacation, was the one to identify that this doesn't look right. Like, and... So maybe he should go work that's for that's why we find we find Honestly. we find bugs. I mean, there's anyone that says that there's there's no bugs in their code to just I mean either anyone who says there's no bugs in their code hasn't actually tested their code well enough. Can you tell me a little bit about like there's what always the, a bug. what the archetype is? Like what are you looking for? Like if you're screening resumes, what would you look for? So, I mean, we're, 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 we're wildly scaling. So we're hiring everybody. We're hiring entry level. We're hiring what I would call like mid-level, which is like maybe somebody with some experience. You can work then, from home, I assume. Can you work? Where can you work? Yes and no. So we have a Vegas office. We're going to, uh, we're opening a Denver office sometime in 2022. Is it going to be in your basement or out of your basement? It will not be in my basement. My basement is going to be at Tabernetta. Is it going to be within walking distance My wife barely puts up with this as it is. How about walking difference to Uchi? Or Ed, Ed used to work in my living room, and that was. I remember. I remember your your setup in Vegas in your living room. Yeah, me, was, me and Ed used to me. Ed used to work. I in felt my living so room. bad for Diana. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so describe the archetype. Uh, so, I'm I'm really looking for like people who are winning sports betters that want a chance to. But how are you going to know? This is a good question. Like, let's say that you're interviewing someone. How would you know that they're winning sports better? Would you be like, just call Chris. I'm one six three or one nine two or whatever they'll tell you. Or would you ask what kind of questions? Actually, money. You just have to be capable of winning money. So, but would you ask some questions in the interview process? What's that? Yeah, I mean, what kind of questions would you? I kind of think this is an interesting question. I know. No, I'm this like, is this 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 is an interesting question. Yeah, what, what kind of questions would you I'm... ask someone to like figure out whether they're winning sports better? So currently, we have a quiz that doesn't figure out whether you're winning sports better at all, but it like least leads to thinking in the right direction. But we have a what's I mean, in the quiz? He calls himself what the hiring the manager, but he's really the manager of everything. And he's a fantastic, fantastic, fantastic manager, and he's going to get on the phone with somebody and know immediately whether or not they're a fit with deck prism or not and then obviously if they are i mean you know every it's a full meritocracy you we have we have room for everybody and you come in everyone everyone you know gets what, paid what are, you know what 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 they're worth and with all the room to grow in the world i bet you could ask i bet we could come up with three questions that you could ask us better and be pretty directionally correct about whether they're winning sports mm-hmm. better or not I you could ask them something like, what over the last five years, what percentage of your bets have you won? Right. And if they say like over mm. 60, you know, like if they say like 51, then you know they're, but like if they say like the right number, probably that's, you know, in the mid 50s or whatever. What I mean, if they're mid 50s, they're not going to go work for you. I'm sorry. It's not going to make, it's not going to like that would they be, unless you're, I mean, what are you, are you going to pay them seven figures? Well, although actually like, mid fifties, they're like, yeah, you know, I hit 55%. I went, you know, I mean, I went 11 and nine. Or they're just not, or they're, or not they're smaller markets. A lot of money I mean, there. Props. And yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Extra, extra how, college basketball games. And I mean, okay. Yeah. What's another question you would ask? 
I think that's a reasonable question I mean, to ask. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't care about that. I would ask process-oriented questions to see. How yeah. They yeah what would be a process? So you would just take them through their process of how they model and how they make bets. I mean, I want to know how they think about randomness, uncertainty, how they think about signal versus noise, basically probability, like how does their brain work? I think. Right, but that's, those are there are questions you can ask someone that will tell you the answer to those questions. And I want to hear stories about how, when, and how they realized that their bet was probably minus EV. Any any one better, you know, a general bet in the market that would be. If you can. I always think that if you're going to be a winning sports better, you have to identify why you have an edge. Like every every time, every time there's a bets into us, and I always ask Tristan, I said, "Why did he bet that? Why did we take those bets?" And if the trader doesn't have an answer for why we took the bets, for why somebody was betting their money on one thing, where obviously our odds are different, well then we better move the fucking line like a motherfucker, because obviously we don't have no idea what the line should be. But if we can identify, oh, that's a scalp with, you know, whatever other book or, oh, that guy loves to fire this in that spot or, you know, oh, we just got to bet on the other side. So I moved a little bit. This was probably a good price. If, if you don't have a reason in your mind for why somebody made a better, you know, why you think you have an edge, you got no shot. You know, if you can't identify exactly what you know better than the market or how you're using the information better than the market or how your price, which is obviously the easiest way to win, is simply better. If you can't identify that, I mean, you, you're not. Can you give, Matt, can you give us an example of a, of a recent time where, where you had this sort of revelation or where you were off market and, and you were like, oh, shit, this is why we're off market? So uh, we have first we have. Uh, we have first half total, you know, we, we deal first half totals. We deal very late in the half and very big. And we're very, very confident in our models. They're granular to a extraordinary level. And when we're, when we're dealing in these markets, we're also, you know, we have, you know, me and, you know, I have a few other, you know, very, very, very good traders who are on top of the situation. And we had a, a client partner who, I mean, is the, best trader I've ever come across. And he's like pointing out, hey, I think this this is this bet in particular is, you know, no good. And I knew what's in our models. I know what's in our trading. I know how we take in the information of the game. And I was like, nope, I think it's good. I'm going with the going with the data here, right? Any, anytime I've ever said that to Anytime someone says to me, oh, but look at the data, and my intuition makes it wrong. Can you tell us what game this was? This is NFL football, like, the first half coach. I know, but, like, can you tell us this? Many, over, over a handful of games, like, not just one game, just, like, where, right. you know. And sure enough, I, be because of my respect for anything he has to say, it looked harder and harder and harder. <laughs> sure enough, I found a bug like a motherfucker. So it was a bug. There was a bug. This was a bug in the model, but yeah. I was no. But I. But that's so not, here's another. Here's a here's a here's a funner yeah, story. Here's a funner. Saying. Here's yeah. a funner story. So a funner story. Yeah, I'm, more fun. Maybe more fun. I don't know. Funner. Ask me a math question. Funner. Okay. Funner story. So this was maybe I don't know twenty a while ago, and we had discovered that the. Weather played a huge role in baseball. This was a long time ago. So we put together this like 
really kind of quick and dirty weather model. This is you know. pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Oh, oh, oh this is like pre-vaccine. Pre- yeah, this is like pre-vaccine. 10 years ago or 12 years ago or something like that. A yeah. long, long time ago. So this before or after the invention of weather? It was after weather. Okay. Before, before weather.com or the weather app on the iPhone? <laughs> so we put together a weather model that, you know, basically judged the weather in the baseball game very roughly. Like we, we weren't doing a, very we weren't doing a good job with the, 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 you know, the compression of the ball. Uh, we had no wind whatsoever. I mean, it was basically humidity and temperature. Right. And we're no, like, wait, no barometric pressure. I, we could go down a barometric pressure rabbit hole. We theoretically looked at it. I'm convinced that it's a nothing thing. Oh, I completely disagree, but it's all relative to it. Probably why I can't win average average baseball. Like it's all relative to a baseline there, right? And I mean, I agree agree with humidity being very important. I mean, temperature being. When when you look at how much barometric pressure matters to rho, which is what we use currently for like our base air density, Mm -hmm. it makes almost no fucking difference. Well, I mean, it's also very correlated with temperature and humidity, isn't it? Or am I wrong on that? I don't remember. I I am not a meteorologist. Okay. As I've told Ed for you know, did you guys know years. that when, um, we tell each other we're not one of our seven listeners probably did you, did you guys know that when the uh when the Marlins started playing in Miami, they were originally gonna name them the humidity so that people could say it's not the heat that's so bad, it's the humidity. <laughs> so back oh. to my funder story. So we were we were convinced that okay, we're going to bet the weather of these baseball tunnels. So we were waking up at like, at first it was like five in the morning because we were sure that we had to be like first to, to, to the bet these. Then it became 434. So we're waking up, we're betting these weather totals anywhere we can, anywhere, anywhere we can bet. Driving ourselves, we went every fucking bet. All the, all of our partners, any, everybody thinks, but these are good. Oh my God, they Figured out baseball. Cracked baseball. They cracked baseball. And then I know one guy that was probably telling me, telling everybody, I think you know who I'm talking about. And then I don't know. It's like we were still working on it and we were still looking at it. And we're like, at some point, like the weather got hot. And as soon as the weather got hot, and all of a sudden, all the tunnels, we weren't actually modeling the game, right? We were just betting the weather. We were supposing that the weather was just the what we were betting was not in the market. So all of a sudden the weather got hot and like all the holes were much higher. And I was like, wait a second. So did a little bit more work. Like, oh, I don't really think we have an edge here. And hell, we're waking up at 4 30 in the morning, right? So we just pulled the plug. Like just stop, stop betting him. And everyone's like, what the hell? How do you stop? You win every bet. I'm, <laughs> we were doing before we do was went out crap. on top it was complete crap and you pulled a john elway i thought we had an advantage on the weather and then when i determined we didn't have an advantage of the weather well you know we stopped betting betting the weather but i always love that story because we ran like god for you know however long that we were betting baseball totals with i'm, I'm confused, already baked in did weather you, did, did you guys influence the market to a point where you could have probably then bet the other side for a while I guess so but that was never i mean you know, we've always we've always bet completely legally in every way, which makes it you start trying to manipulate the market and like you just can't do that without crossing those legal boundaries that we never crossed. Nice. I like it. Okay, so back to 
your like roll call for traders and who you're looking for, how should they get in touch with you if they want to be a, a trader or they want to work for Deck Prism? So they either have to be in Vegas or in your basement. I'm not against hiring remote traders. Now, when my, my wife's fairly against it because she's the one that gets to do all the all the uh, fun. Apparently, it's a real pain in the ass to hire somebody HR in a location you? you haven't. Huh? Does she run HR for you or something? She she runs most things for me. Yeah. Is she part of Deck Prism? Yeah, I mean she 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 does she she does all that she does all the all that stuff she's she, she's incredible. Awesome. She doesn't clean the house though. She 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 hires someone for that. If you guys wanted to know, by the way, I know you guys were riveted by this, but my wife just sent me a text that she won the Catan game fourteen to five to five. So, okay, so that, I think it was because of the coaching. The exploring strategy really did work. Um, okay, uh, do you guys want to talk about some football? Sure, let's do it. I love um, football. Any interesting tidbits that you've noticed from a strategy standpoint, um, Matt, I think we had you on early this year, right? And didn't we talk a little bit about some of the fourth down decisions and things like that? Um, do you have any feelings of who the best in-game decision makers are right now in the NFL from a coaching standpoint? I mean, I think they're all kind of bad in their own, in their own ways. I mean, look at Staley mm-hmm. who, I mean, I thought Staley was mostly over-aggressive earlier, and then he just kicked the field goal, and, like, I forget what it was, this fourth and short inside the 10. They were down by 10 points. It was a ridiculous decision. Yeah. Peyton, we, we Peyton, actually, Peyton like, kicked the field goal this weekend to put him down eight, which is, you know, from, from inside the five. It's like – I remember seeing like that one. fourth and two at that the – one. Somewhere inside well, the 10. And, now, let's be honest, right? He was getting three points. He knew that he needed that field goal to get yeah. him into a point where he could not go for two, not get it. Mm-hmm. And make tons mm-hmm. of Saints backers happy. It was definitely good. It was, what's I think going, it was what's going on with this Trevor Simeon versus Taysom Hill thing? Do, do we like, want to know? Do we want to know if that's it was a good? Was it a good decision for Saints? I'm kind of curious. I can yeah, run I'd that. love to know. I can run there right now. I'm trying to remember. So I did have the Saints in that game, and I when they kicked that field goal, I think I was happy because basically they then had a chance to cover for sure. And I felt like the like anytime the back door is really open, like as a as an as a underdog better, you really you feel pretty happy about things. And that what made the back door open. Did you did you have the under for the game, Jeff? Uh, I did not. I I only had a couple. Uh, I had the I had the the Saints in the game, and then I ended up having them in the second half also. I had the second I half. I had the Saints in the nice. game because of our friend Rob Pizzola. I think the uh, our, our bearded friend liked the under in the game, and I followed him on that and got a got a push, pushy pushy on four at forty four. So what, what was the oh, exact situation? I, Does anybody remember? It was yeah. Um, no, I mean was, not exactly. It was fourth. But... It was it was fourth and two from the five. Were they down eleven? Is that what it was? They were down eleven. They were down. Was, 11. I, I, look I, look I mean, was I can in, look it up. Was it the like, three or four? Was it the three or four? I feel like it was. Yeah. How are we feeling about like just as a filibuster? How do we how are we feeling about um you came on early and you said, Oh, you thought the page oh actually we talked about Oh, I like the Patriots. Yeah. yeah so do we do we do you, how do you like the Patriots more or less now than you did then? They're very good, not you know, no juggernaut. Good quarterback play, good coaching, solid defense, good offensive line. Patriots have a lot of things going think, for. Why do you think Belichick is so bad at in-game decisions now though? feel like he's terrible well, he, i think i think all the coaches are number one number two i mean he's old school and and 
I mean, why did why did Peyton keep the field? He kicked the field because they had just run like eight plays inside the 10 and not scored. So it's like in his mind, it's like, well, how the hell is he about to score on this one? I'm sure that's exactly what he was thinking. It's all emotion. It's all, you know, very, very short sample. Uh, it was 23 to 12. Yeah, four, it was, it was fourth and fourth to one. No, that's, I think this, this, play by this is not right. Play it was the four. It was, I want to say, I thought, I think it was fourth and two of the four. This it, is fourth. This play by play is crap. It was, yeah, I think, I think it was like my, I have my own data on this, but I managed to pull up ESPN and said, so, I think it was so like, Matt, I think it was, it, was a, the four. it was a 20 yard field goal. So my guess it was either the three or the four yard line. Okay, I'm going to do fourth okay, and goal. Yes, guess you said two. the three or the four yard line. <laughs> well, we wanted to get, I'm going to do fourth and goal from the three. What, how many points? I want to see how much you get. You get three points exactly. This is riveting. You had three, you were plus three. You're looking it up. Plus three, yeah, plus three. Okay. Oops. So. Fascinating. I'll play oh, some music. Hold on. I have. Jeffrey James music in the background. Yeah. Jeffrey James also oh, recent admittance right? to yeah, Action like, Network Sports Hall of Fame. Sports five Hall of Fame. and a half minutes left. It's just this is just so insane. So, are you doing this based on win percentage or cover percentage? I'm giving you your cover percentage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean that's what we care about, right? You you yeah. said it was great for Saints betters, and I don't know. I wasn't sure that it was, so I was curious myself. So when it was fourth and two, um, the deck prison model, which includes Sean Payton being extremely conservative in the fourth quarter, looks like had had them kicking the field goal thirty percent of the time and going for seventy percent. So we were not our models were not surprised he made right. the wrong decision and went for this. This was. Well modeled, I actually think. I think that's a, probably a fair percentage of how often Sean. I think he would usually go for this, but obviously there's some times that he didn't. And then, so should he, if he goes for it, as obviously he should, then he will cover the three. So he was with this will give away the answer, but he was going to cover the three 20% of the 20% of the time plus three was going to cover when according to deck president fourth and two before we knew what he was going to do. If he goes for it, he covers 19%. So, obviously, if he doesn't go for it, he's covering more. If he doesn't go for it, he covers So, does, so doesn't go for it. So, doesn't. So, so, the field goes already answered. I think I flipped that around. So, I was right. I you like were right. The field goes already answered. My gut was right. Uh, so, is Stefanski's not better in game decisions? Well, I do. Stefanski and Reich, I guess. I do like Stefanski and Reich. I mean, and who, I like sorry, who was the other one? Reich. Uh, Frank Reich. Right. John Harbaugh. Goes. Has been John going Harbaugh, yes, in his own territory. Great. John Harbaugh's great. Remember against Cincinnati, like they lost the whole narrative was they lost 41 to 17 because they went for it at their own 30 yard line, like twice mm-hmm. in the third quarter when they were down like you know yeah. double digits. And it was like, like you're not playing, you you play to win the game, right? You don't play to not lose by as much. That game, had he not, would have been a lot closer, but it was the right move. Have have all your opinions changed on any of these NFC teams that have looked like caca, and that's a technical term, caca the last two weeks, i.e. the Rams and the uh, Bucks. I think the Rams and the Bucks are still very good teams that have played a couple of bad games in a row. But, I mean, Stafford has these back issues, and when these back issues crop up, he's not as good. Now, I don't understand the just from a medical standpoint, I don't understand if the back issue will go away. But I do know that as soon as they start talking about him missing any practices with back injuries, his play 
deteriorates. And I think that's part of what we've seen here because he's he might be like top three when he's like he's got huge variance on game to game. He you know he might be like top three on a good game and like bottom bottom like I don't say bottom twenty five percent, but below average on a bad game. And you think and that that's this? all injury related? You don't think that's variance? I'm sure it's both. I'm sure it's a lot of things. Maybe it's mental too. Like that he, he has trouble in his own mind when he's not playing his best to get his. I mean, how many times you heard the coach say, "Keep your head up, keep your head up." Maybe just keep his head up. I'm just completely speculating. Like as opposed to like a like Tom Brady, who I would say is like super consistent. Do you think that Brady? I mean, like there's a narrative, right, that now Brady is looking much more like he's in his mid-40s again. Is this just variance? Like, what – I guess, are, are you guys – like, do you guys all still think Tampa, number one – like, if you could take Tampa – if you could take any team, you'd take Tampa to win the Super Bowl? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I like Green Bay. Ooh. Like Green Bay? Wow. See, I, I've t- – like, even with Joe Barry as the defensive coordinator <laughs> – I still can't get over the fact that how bad he was with Washington, like for two or three years. Like, yeah, but now everyone's like singing his praises, like he's the next. Meanwhile, the best game, yeah, the best game they played was the best one thing since, COVID. The best thing since soup dumplings. The one that he met the game he missed was the best game they played. That's Maybe. not. I mean, I I still don't think that that guy's helping their defense, but probably isn't. Like, I, I still have Tampa's. They have a good secondary. Their defense is average, and they have a great. Quarterback, great receiver, great running back, great offensive line. I still have Tampa. Kansas City. Kansas I, City, too. Kansas City Green Bay is the best team. There's, there's no, no question. Is it true Green, that, like, in Tampa's right behind them? I make Tampa a four-point favorite over Green Bay on a neutral field right now. Mm, I'll take four. I'll take one. Well, I wouldn't yeah. offer you four. I will take one. So, do you think it's interesting at all that, like, now Rodgers will not have to get tested for, like, something like 60 days or something like that? And so, like, he's pretty safe now as opposed to, like, there is uncertainty. I'm so Kirk Cousins is going to get COVID of, at some point, I'm sure. I'm just so tired of it. I'm tired from a non-political, completely business, completely I have to deal with who's playing, who's not every day, and move lines, and I'm zero po- political in this statement. I'm so tired of the, the players missing games makes doing my job and all my, my, my teammates' jobs, my employees' jobs, my everybody that does this, it makes it that much harder and i think i think i speak for everybody we'll just we're all we're all tired of that portion of it well it's because you're an anti-masker so we covered not, that the last time i'm we I'm, I'm, I'm not an anti-masker i just don't like to wear a mask myself it does not make me an anti-masker i'm i am i don't know the answer to these questions and I'm, to matt he is always in his basement anyway so like you don't really need to wear a mask you could give covid to yourself by not wearing a mask Ooh, that's a good point uh rufus how do you feel so so let's hop to college for a second and then maybe we can give some minus ev picks and let everyone let everyone go to bed i just want to um, i want to see if matt's on the same things that i was so on. i want to just talk about college for a second rufus do you remember our bet we made last week yeah i don't remember what um yeah i'm sure some, you don't. somebody said that you gave me crap for not picking ohio state but i did pick ohio state i don't remember what team you didn't you didn't pick oregon then i'll go back and i love I, I love purdue last week hey that that's right. Like 21, 21 and a half. That did not work out. You were you like so, Ohio State? Wait, oh, no, no, no. So wait, was Ohio that, State against Purdue last week? That was, that was yes. yeah. I was on the other side there. I took Ohio State like minus twenty. So we have to explain to Matt what we did. So last week yeah, we, we did a, four, a bet for charity mm. where we each picked 
four teams that we thought would be in the football college football playoffs. Each pick we made was worth a thousand if you got it right. And whatever difference there was, like if Rufus got four right and I got three, mm-hmm. I donated a thousand to charity. So I picked uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, and Cincinnati. So Oregon and, and Cincinnati were the differences, right? No, you picked Oklahoma, dude. Right. I picked Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. Right. You picked Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I said it better. Okay. Um, what about Notre Dame? So, so, Notre Dame so I'm, I'm done with Oklahoma. They're, they're, they're toast. But, but Notre Dame can't go if Cincinnati doesn't go, right? Watch them. I bet they, I, I, they'll get in over. I don't have a simulator. Sure. I, I think Rufus has a simulator, so he's probably a better I idea. I'm actually me, trying to pull up crazy. my numbers now. This whole Jeff, I ran the sim for you this, this week. How, how does Notre Dame come out in the sim? Um, I'm about to find the numbers. Do you think Cincinnati, Notre Dame with one loss will go in over Cincinnati with zero losses? I mean, that's what the committee demonstrated in the past, yeah. I think did Oregon's a favorite to lose a game, and the ACC team's not going to make it. A Big 12 team's not going to make it. Obviously, in Alabama. I think you get Georgia and Alabama. Alabama might not make it if they lose three games. If they lose to Georgia. Yeah, that's. I mean, I just still have them. Uh, no, I guess yeah, I guess you're right. They're so good though. Still, I mean, yeah. Like if you look at the ratings, I, like you have you have three teams that are just far and away better than everybody else: Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah, it would be that's hard for Alabama not to make. I mean, it's, it's funny we 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 posted uh, we, we we posted the, the Alabama Alabama Georgia and the, the 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 two sharpest odds makers I know both made it Georgia minus three and a half. And me, like, if I put this to that information, I made a pick. And yeah, I, I make it minus three and a half, Bama, too. I might bet Bama pick. I make it minus three and a half. My, my computer makes it three and a half. But actually, but my computer sucks in these games because there, you can't – the computer does a great job of taking in information that's relevant and analyzing it. Well, there's not a lot of relevant information here. There's zero – these teams don't play against – teams with these kind of defenses. These defenses don't play these, this kind of offense. So Georgia's defense is so far on paper, like the best ever, but I don't know. That's worth a lot less versus Alabama than it is versus an average team. That's, and we that's see that in these national, I mean, look at these playoff games. How many times does your computer say that the total should be 45, the total is 53 and they score 60? I mean, I and, don't, my, my computer doesn't say the total should be 45. Yeah, and there's mine, honestly, I mean, but. But I know I, I, get I, point. I get your point. Um, I mean, you, you have to you, you deal with the fact. I mean, well, it, it's like dealing with what's going on in a blowout also. Mm-hmm. You know, that gets deweighted. I mean, what Clemson, you know, actually not Clemson this year, but, you know, what Alabama does when they're up 49 nothing over New Mexico State at the half, whatever it was, doesn't really matter. So, but so like, what my argument is this. In the first you half take, of that game doesn't really matter either that much. It's be- if you take a defense that's once in whatever, let's say you have some overall metric. And you have a defense that's one standard deviation better than the mean. And then you have a defense that's one standard deviation worse than the mean. And you put both of those defenses against Alabama, and you have one difference in between them and the, you know, the play how, how successful Alabama is. Then you take a defense that's three standard deviations better than the mean, think Georgia, versus the standard deviation one better than the mean. And what I'm pretty sure of after 20 years of college football is that there's a hell of a lot more difference 
in Alabama or whatever that, you know, stud offense is, you know, Alabama, Ohio State versus there's a lot more difference in between one state deviation better, one state deviation worse than one better and three better. Like it's a, you lose, I've, I've now lost Jeff, we've got two de- listeners left. Are these both, de- are you comparing two pairs of defenses? Is that what you're yes. saying? Okay, no, so there are people on that list our podcast. Plus one and negative. Listen you're to saying, stuff, so. hold on. So plus one standard deviation, minus one standard deviation. That comparison against plus three, plus one. And which one are you saying is a bigger differential? I'm saying the, the, the minus one to plus one for is a is much a bigger, bigger difference in Alabama than plus one to plus three. Like, so like a lot of things you, Alabama can do just neutralizes the difference between the plus three and plus one. Like to me, that, to me, that, those says, to me that says the plus three then isn't properly contextualized or something. Like it shouldn't actually be a plus three, right? Yes, I agree. Overvalued but if you, how but, they do but, against bad teams. Well, what you're measuring is how they're doing against average and slightly above average teams because that's all the data you have. Yeah. If you actually had data versus Alabama, then they wouldn't come out that good. But you don't. You have a whole bunch of data against slightly above average SEC offenses. Right. I mean, they, they don't give up a yard to. Okay. I have my simulations here if we want. If we want. Yeah. So how's Notre Dame? Notre, Notre Dame's my. Thir- my I have team. Notre Dame is thirty percent, thirty point two percent to make okay. the playoffs. So you agree yeah. with my with my my that's my that's that's that would be my team. Notre I have Dame. Cincinnati at fifteen point two percent. Now, however, the Cincinnati thing really depends on what if you like what you do with them. If you treat them like you give them like half of Power Five credit or something, like, you know what I mean? There's all sorts of things because literally there is a if you're if you're group of five you, controlling for the strength of resume, like it's like three. It's 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 an insane amount. It hurts you. Um, well, this but, is the you're, you're simulating for someone's judgment here, though. You're yeah, basically exactly, saying right. that you're basically whatever whatever wow. inputs you have about how the committee thinks about Power Five teams versus Notre Dame, you're assuming. And yeah, the answer there's no chance there's there, there's no chance that the reality is thirty percent and fifteen percent. The reality is either Cincinnati has all of that chance combined. More, I mean, more or less. I mean, actually, oh. I guess me a little bit this week, but assume or they have none of it. Well, okay, Matt, Matt, I mean, no, Matt, gonna Matt if I games. flip a coin, you could say, you know, there's no chance it's 50-50. It's going to be 100% and zero. We just don't know which one's which yet. But you're flipping a coin. There's, there's randomness. There. There's no randomness here. You've got people. There, you have people's minds. I'll, okay, but the point that, is. That, it's, it's like betting I, I the I want to take this like a little further here. To you, there is randomness. In the, to us, there is randomness in the flip of a coin. Mm-hmm. But there may be like based on how it's flipped in the air, if you study it enough, like, you know what it's going to do. I mean, there is, you know, maybe God. Are oh, you taking that my, my point is, okay. my, my point enough. is, it doesn't matter whether it's random or it's not. It's the fact that we don't know. And so we have to assign a probability to it. Well, so it's like, think about polling, okay? Like, that's all, yeah, it's that's like only, this. That's only true if you're concerned about the median. Once you're concerned about what the curve actually looks like, which you obviously are with your sim, then what you just said doesn't hold. Because the, there's there's no you're you don't you're looking at something that's binary. It's I'm either sampling one way or it's something. Not. I'm I, I I'm basically sampling. I, I'm I'm creating like a logit function in essence. Like it's like an ordered logit model um, that essentially picks like the rank. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's a logit function and it's sam like but we're using sort of there's a standard error um, based on you know and so we're sort of sampling from that, but. Can we go I mean, back? To I, Tom, I agree. There's please. a huge, huge degree of uncertainty with Cincinnati. I agree with that. I mean, or that's not your argument. You are well. I guess you argue it's a binary thing, but I have them fifteen points. My argument is rather have a team like Cincinnati. Cincinnati has to 
beat Navy by four touchdowns and all the Navy teams by four touchdowns and they can't make the playoff. And they they've struggled. won a bunch of these games by seven points. They can't make the playoff. They've struggled against some bad teams. They could have made the playoff this year. If they had if they, if they kept blowing out people, they'd be it. fine. Look, look, at, look at where Oklahoma yeah. got seated despite the fact that they were that, that, that they were uh, undefeated up until Saturday. I mean, I was surprised they were, they were below though. Cincinnati, like I was the surprised power five that. team. I was, too, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was because they barely beat Kansas, but maybe they should get a little more respect now that Kansas beat Texas. I mean, again, How's you're Kate judging this. And that? then the committee says, so, so on one hand, the committee cares about wins. And then they care about the eye test. And then they care about, like, there's somebody says something about Michigan. Being I'll tell you what they care about. Various amount of stats. I mean, you know what they care they about? Care. They care about money. That's what they care about. <laughs> I think that it's that simple. I think they're also legitimately trying to pick the four best teams if they can get away with it. And that's why Alabama's a shoe in, for instance. And that's why I think Notre Dame's going to be in. You think Notre Dame's one of the four best? I think in the committee's mind, yeah. I actually happen to like Notre Dame first. The, I think Oregon, by the way, I think Oregon's a better team. Okay, so I, think do, I do like Oregon. By the way, let's do this again. We don't have to do it for charity again because I, I kind of like my position against Rufus right now. But um, <laughs> let's, who are your top, who are your four to make it? It sounds like yours, Matt, are Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Ohio State. Right? So now I was, now if, if, if I was just betting, I'd say Ohio State. I mean, I think Ohio State's clearly going to be a favorite over Michigan. I like this Michigan team. I think Mich- if, if Michigan ever has a chance to beat Ohio State, then, of course, they're going to have to beat Wisconsin, too. You know, but if, if there was ever a year for Michigan, this is the one. This is the best team. This is the best team they've had. They, the, the quarterback, especially when they play the, the, the McNamara, is very, very, very good. They're, they're, they're across the board solid, great passers. Michigan's a really good football team. It's amazing. They lost that game to Michigan State because Michigan State played, made every play imaginable. I like Michigan. It, like, as a, like a, obviously, Ohio State's going to be favored. I'm, you know, so you're, you you're basically pick, going you against pick, the numbers. Do you think chalk then is just Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State? No, Oregon I, I, I think Notre Dame is going to be. Oregon is not chalk. I have Oklahoma I think, I think, State. I think Notre Dame, Notre Dame ahead of Oregon here. So you Oregon, say Georgia, Oregon, Alabama. Georgia, Alabama. Oregon's 40% this week to win. They have to win all of their games, which is going to be yeah. another – right. I mean, Oregon's a huge dog to actually win their games. Got it. I mean, okay. I have so – Yeah, Will is to Rufus. I have Georgia Alabama, Georgia 99.5%. And, and look, this is you, – you can take any, all sorts of issue with this because it's a model of, you know, human – human – committee that, that, um, that, that seems that seems reasonable does georgia have anyone left I have a lot of they, they have georgia tech and charleston southern i mean yeah, georgia right no, i think georgia 99 and a half percent like i mean i think that might be low i, I might i might lay 200 to one on georgia yeah um they, they 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 can lose i mean they can't lose twice probably they well, just they can lose out charleston Bama, southern and Taliban. or georgia tech I, I don't think so they, if they lose to georgia tech and alabama they probably don't make it Check. But I think what Rufus is saying is they could lose to Georgia Tech, beat Alabama. Yeah, they're fine. For sure. They could lose to Charleston Southern. I have them projected as 0.0122 losses for the season overall. So that tells you their win probability against Georgia Tech is very high. Uh, Can we give some minus EV Hold on. Can I finish here? Georgia, 99.5%. Alabama, 79.5%, which feels a little high to me. Um, Ohio State, 66.3%. And then after that, Oklahoma State's next, 45-8, Notre Dame, 30.2, Oregon, 27%, Michigan, 15, Cincinnati, 15, Oklahoma, 12, Baylor. Doesn't Oklahoma State have to beat two good teams? 
Texas um, Oklahoma, and then win the Big Twelve championship. I think they're. I mean, I have them as a. Probably, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. It just felt like they were remember. less than that percentage to simply win those games, and they could win those games and still not get in. There could be a lot of carnage, though. There could this be the problem a with, bunch of teams with two losses. And problem with models, your model has to be absolutely perfect, or anybody's no, reasonable intuition could take a hole somewhere. No, that you're 100 right there. It has to be so perfect. And then once it's perfect, you really need expert expert. If you want to beat everybody for twenty thousand dollars and play basketball, you need expert traders trading the models. Yeah. Now we're back to that. Okay, Matt, you got any you got any college football picks for us? I like Iowa State. I think Iowa well, State I'm, is definitely well, better than Oklahoma, here. and that uh, that uh, <laughs> dude, that was open too high, and that's only heading one direction. I kind of agree. I mean, I don't, I I didn't bet it, but I'm directionally the same. I make it um, minus two. I make it minus. I make Oklahoma minus one. I like okay, uh, yeah. I like I like my Notre Dame team. I, oh, I they play Georgia Tech at like sixteen or seventeen. I I, I I love this because I I I bet them at fifteen and a half and fourteen and a half. Yeah, and I seventeen, like going, and, I, and I make it minus twenty. Much okay. higher. I'm I'm less sure about this one, and like if in years past when I actually did the work and watched the teams, I would feel good about a game like this. Now all I have is what my computer says. My computer loves the menu. I haven't seen him play. I couldn't name a player. Over Rufus here. couldn't name a player, also, but that's nothing new. Wait, what? T- what, what? Which are you talking? They play Middle Tennessee State. They get like I don't know what it is now, like three. They're points. getting. Wait, you're on Middle half. Tennessee. No, I like I like Old Dominion. Well, Mike, if you like Old Dominion, damn it. See, I, I'm I'm like hard. Middle Tennessee is like maybe my biggest play of the week, or one of them. Well, if you use if you use any priors, I think Middle Tennessee is an easy winner. I mean, Old Dominion was absolutely horrid two years so, ago well, okay but, so that's like like matt good point i actually have my numbers from with and without priors the with priors is middle tennessee minus 10.8 the without priors is middle tennessee minus 1.4 yeah that's where i'm at i mean i'm at i'm at i mean actually i go i make old dominion one i mean it's like a couple percent difference not much I and think Old Dominion like, didn't play last year, right? So that's why we're so they didn't play last year. They have all the same players. Supposedly they've had, you know, like great, great, great like team chemistry through not playing last year. They have a you know a, a new coach, just an up and coming program, and they've been very good this year. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think that even if actually like I hadn't made that correction because I remember doing this last week and noticing and being like, yeah, like there's a huge like I look every week and see if there's any like these big differences and like is there anything that's off like i mean is there a reason that i should not trust that i should Mm -hmm. sort of trust the no prior number a little bit more right i mean Mm -hmm. because normally i just trust the model that includes priors 100 percent. but it i mean actually this year i'm kind of changing it a little bit i'm waiting the model with no priors a little bit like which is essentially upping my in season because of all the uncertainty coming to the year but um but so so i actually am waiting it a lot more towards the no prior as a result of that but i still you know, even if I literally go 50% to a model with no priors, um, which is pretty big, like I'm, I still make it minus six. And the fact I got it at minus three and a half. And for sure, I mean, if you use any priors, I mean, Old Dominion was like one of the worst three teams two years ago, if that matters at all. And that's why I say I'm not confident, but I thought it was interesting to bring, I thought it was interesting to bring up because I knew you'd like Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, no, that's, that's, Ooh, that's you make, the, I do. make a good point there. Right. That's why I and, and you're right. Look, human intuition. 
Rufus, are you going to give out any more of your negative EV picks? Um, yeah, I'll give you one that I bet every week and everybody last people that follow last week made some money off it. So maybe we can continue that. Um, Southern, Southern Miss again. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bucky Peter liked the other side of that one, but I have zero confidence. I look, my, here's look with, with priors, I make it minus 10 without priors, minus 13.3. So, so, so my model that I'm running that I have, well, I have priors and everything, I guess, but there's not, I ran it. I ran everything this week without priors. Why? Cause the priors take more time and I have no time because I'm trading all these games, by the way, any traders, uh, no prior, my no prior model made Louisiana attack like 24, which I Jesus. Right. That's great. I mean, I don't, you, know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. How much weight are you putting on the F games against FCS teams? Because like Southern well, covered I, by I, and I, a half. I probably overweighted the Frank Gore factor. You, you know, this team put a running back in a quarterback last week, right? The team you were trying to bet on. Southern Miss. Wow. Yeah, they ran Wildcat with a running back. All I know is they they easily covered plus thirty three. They did because the other team didn't score points when they should have. Well, I mean, was it didn't weren't they winning the game most of the game like? They were winning in the first half, but if you look at Against, look at the numbers for that game, the other team has no yards. Well, weren't they also playing? I just want to say they were playing an undefeated team. They were they were one and eight. They were playing a nine and zero team. They were thirty three point underdog, and I guess I, they they got a lucky. If cover. you're a thirty three point they, underdog, they seventeen good, seventeen going into the fourth quarter. Just want to say, if that. you're a thirty three point underdog, it is a good idea to play a running back at quarterback and run every down. And that's what they did. Frank Gore Jr., baby. Yeah. Quarterback. I know. I was watch I actually was watching that was like at seven. Oh, okay. I'm confused. I didn't watch running it. back or quarterback. It's so a, wild he is a highly ball. touted running back who they've gone through a few quarterbacks this year. A couple got hurt, a couple been terrible. They've been the worst or close to the worst team in college football. And last week they decided to take their one actual good player and make sure he got the ball every snap, which kind of makes sense in a vacuum, yeah. right? And put their their running back, Frank Gore Jr., in a quarterback. Well, you know what? Is it a good strategy if you're a 16 point underdog? Doubt it. But is I mean, Brett Favre is they only the lost by 10 as a 33 point underdog. If they only lose by 10 as a 16 point underdog, I'm fine with that. <laughs> this is why your models are so good. Okay. Wait, the last, last one I'll give is um, against the Army team, unfortunately. I, I like UMass here. And by the way, this is one where I like UMass more, like if I don't use priors, actually. Although it all depends on how you weight these games against FCS teams and stuff. Like, and, you know, I think they lost to like the University of Maine or something last week, but, you know. If I never gambled but on one so of those military schools in my entire life, I would have an airplane right now. If you never Just gambled. with that money. I must have lost every, I never, I never, ever, ever, ever win if it includes Army, Navy, Air Force, or for a while, Georgia Tech. If you include an yeah, option see. team, I will lose. I feel like I'm the army whisperer. There right? you go. Well, you, you whisper the army and I, I need to stay away from the army. Okay. I think right. we should probably wrap this up. We've gone over. La last question for you guys. I need your advice. This is really important. My survivor pool this week. Uh, there's only three of three people left. This is a substantial pool. I win like reasonable amount of money. My choices really this week are Tennessee minus 10 or Tennessee against uh the texans cleveland uh against detroit or is I this the circle one or a different one different one like you, you don't have any christmas issues with this no okay and then and then niners oh, the niners both. maybe against jacksonville 
I'm going to defer to the expert here. I mean, I think take Tennessee are the largest favorite, and I would think the least chance you use them again. Do, because it, has Tennessee already played Houston? Uh, no, there is a time when I would use Tennessee again. That's a thing. And like, I feel like I wouldn't ever use Cleveland again. So yeah, I guess Cleveland's like a 10 point. I honestly, I haven't done NFL. I do it in the morning. Cleveland plays over the Lions. Yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland, literally there would be no time I would use them again. No, then use them. There's your answer. That's what I think. Big favorite for a good reason. Okay. Yeah. All right, Matt, thanks for joining us. Remember, you. if you guys want a job at Deck Prism, um, just go to bettheprocess.com, hashtag DeskPrism, and we get a $50 referral code if you take the job. So there's a link in that. It's all, it's a bunch how, of people, how do people retweeted it. Yeah, today. How do people apply? How a bunch of people retweeted it today. If you find my, find my Twitter, just search for my full name, Matthew David Allen, Twitter, and I retweeted it. Deck Prism retweeted it. And there's a, there's a LinkedIn, uh, is there an email address they can email you at? They're always an email uh, info or careers at deckprismsports.com. Is that one way, email you... or two? Like, is it There's info? two, either one. Okay. Either, you remember either one. So the email is not or you go, or, or you can go to our website, deckprismsports.com, and see some crazy-looking pictures. We are not professional website builders, although considering we're not, it's pretty fucking good. Do you uh, think that um, Chris bugs our podcast because they just took the southern miss game off the board there i think i think you just bet it probably right analytically driven media coverage of sports gambling is pathetic the bottom line is watered down it seems like they don't get it puppeteers are put to end just running off a of leaded 